Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. And this is Butt versus Butt. How dare you? It's song versus song, excuse me. But it's also Butt versus Butt tonight. We're, we're going to be talking about butts. All right, so uh, let's break down into it. Okay. Your butt versus my butt. Who's coming out on top? Oh, my, my butt is by far superior, man. You're is, like that, a, is that true? Yes. I'm gonna Absolutely. Ta- it's my best feature. Is, but, I've, I, you know what? I guess it's just that uh, knowing that you're the most heterosexual man I've ever met in my whole <laughs> life, I've, ne- I've never really taken a look. <laughs> Imagine the 30-plus years of flat butt jokes that mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien has made okay. about his own. And then just take him out and put me in. It's the same thing. And, and then make it less funny. But yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, all right. I'm willing to accept without sight unseen. We're both sitting down. I can't really. Yeah. I take on blind faith. I mean, you're a, you're a twig, man. Like, I. That's not, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, looked... I'm a twig with some, with, <laughs> with, with some um, belly flab. Now I'm, you know, once you hit middle age, you're not really a twig anymore. You have the, 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 the beer gut to contend with. <laughs> All right, so uh, I picked two absolute stone classic songs. Did you? Yeah. You picked one that I would say uh, the internet would agree is a stone classic, and then the other which is definitely remembered. To be honest, I have no idea which uh, which is which based on those descriptions, but I picked uh, from the wonderful year of 1999, uh, Juvenile's Back That Thing Up. Well, I got got some uh, pushback on this because I called it Back That Thing Up on the Pole. But it is a, its official title is "Back That Ass Up." I, I knew it as "Back That Thing Up" off of Total Request Live. Yeah. The other one is, of course, Cisco's Thong Song, a song about thongs and possibly about butts. I placed to you uh, a theory mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and I will say it now on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is, I believe that the result of the poll at the <laughs> end of this episode will reveal whether or not. Any black people listen to this podcast? That's a funny thing. You were uh, your take was that back that thing up, back that ass up is for black people. Uh, well, uh, 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 well, not for let's, black. Let's, 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 let us let us let's let's qualify that. Uh, yeah. No, what I what I said was uh, I believe that one of those songs uh, was specifically written with uh, a with the, a particular with a, yes, right. As evidenced by the producer actually talking about that and, and saying as much, uh, and the other, um, which is the song that I picked of the two, uh, I picked the thong song uh, being the, the quote better of the two because I thought it had um, the more broad appeal that I thought it cast a wider net, and then I became very embarrassed subsequently during my research because I realized that what I'd actually said was this is the one that the white people like. Yeah, uh, and that's terrible, and I'm very sorry uh, to, to everybody. But that's definitely it. I think that uh, there's something about the thong song that, s- in some way, seems to leave the door open mm-hmm. for 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 the whites to feel good about about listening to that one. You know, I picked these two songs because I did feel like this because I did feel like this show was getting a little white. Not that it's going to be magically black now between the two of us. No, that's not <laughs> going to do it. But I do, I do think, and and the, another reason that this uh, it didn't occur to me magically, uh, mm-hmm. it was that uh, you know if you do a, a Google search for uh, back that ass up, there's a, a number of articles written about how this is the original twerk song. Yeah. Uh, how relevant this song is to the black community. 
mm-hmm. it's an important song. Right. Uh, I have not found any such articles about the thong song. And so my, I don't know if it's actually true that it's it, it's it's somehow a, a a thing that that is is something that's easier for 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 the for the whites to listen to. I don't know if that's actually true, but I find that the fact that Cisco doesn't seem to have this kind of beloved attention from the black community online, it does say something to me. It suggests something. Well, first off, number one, the thong song straight straight sucks. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I hate it in the year 2000, and I hate it now. It is an obnoxious, annoying song. I, I cannot think of a single good thing about it. I'm going to tell you, I just think it's, uh, I think it's well-produced. I think that it's, I think that the hook is fine. I don't know. As, as It was easy to sing. <laughs> it was funny. And Cisco's got a good voice. Uh-huh. And that's, that's it. And, and, uh, and I, don't, I don't know if it'll surprise you or not. There wasn't a lot of information easily available. You know, sometimes we, we use the, the the song facts. Songfacts.com, excellent uh, resource. Lot a lot of uh, a lot of information there for back that ass up. Not a lot there for the thong song. But I did find. The, uh, do you remember that MTV used to do the making of the music video? Yes. There is a making of the music video for the thong song. <laughs> And we'll talk about. I, I distinctly remember that video. There's of a, We'll talk about that in due course. There is a, there's one particular element that I find to be really fascinating about that. But uh, during the course of it, they do ask him about the song, mm-hmm. and he does say that it's a joke song, yes, or that it, it came from a joke. What's the joke? He was at a club, mm-hmm. and there was something involving a woman turning around and having a thong mm-hmm. kind of coming out. And someone and someone said thong 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 thong. That's it. Thong. Wait, what is that? Dun, dun, dun. Was that I, the dragnet theme or? It's something like yeah. that. It it, it 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 exists in the cultural consciousness. Yeah. And it was funny. And then Cisco was thought, it? "Thank you for this, which is going to become a hit song someday." And then was. So that's it. That's where. That's the origin of the thong song. <laughs> is someone said thong 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 at a woman's thong, and then he wrote a song. He wrote a song, uh, song, song, song. <laughs> what like? Do you remember like these songs being big like at the time? I like, don't remember back that ass up being. I missed it. I missed it completely. But the thong song was ever present. It it was uh, it was everywhere. It was. Com- I found that <laughs> song to be completely inescapable. No, I re- I was watching TRL at the time, and like, I feel like 1999, and then creeping into the year 2000, like back that ass up was like a big-ish hit, but not, like, omnipresent. It was, like, always there on the on the TRL charts, but it was always, like, on the low end. And Thong Song made it up towards more the middle, I feel like, maybe towards the top. I just, I'd never, in general, what I would say is um, Total Request Live is ametric. Yeah, it's ametric, yes. And uh, I think it is important to keep in mind, uh, you know, I can't speak for the the, the worldwide charts, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that here in New York City, Z100 played that shit constantly. It was on always. And Z100 was not particularly likely to play a song like Back That Ass Up. But, you know, it's, it was a memorable song because I remember, like, even, like, I was not a hip into hip-hop in 1999 at all, unless it was, of course, from my idol, Will Smith. That's the kind of kid I was. Yeah, but, wow. Uh, Interesting that you would bring up Will Smith. 
Why? As, he... as, as pertains to Cisco. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> going straight to the oh. wild, wild west. Yeah, and it's a funny thing, because I... These are two guys with extremely humongous towering hits, these two songs. And then they just kind of dropped off the map a little. Yeah, I mean, completely. Uh, Cisco released one more album. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really did anything. And then was gone until, I think, somewhere around 2014. Uh, when he tried to sort of make another comeback. I, I found a YouTube video <laughs> where somebody asked him if... Uh, if uh, he had just been existing on thong money, <laughs> you know, they said, did, did you need to work? Did you want to? Like, it was the reason that we haven't seen a new album from you in 13 years because you've been living off that good thong song money. And he insisted that he could have, but that, you know, he'd been out and, and performing with Drew Hill, which is the band that or yeah. group that he was a part of. Before he broke out on his own, Drew Hill was also the the backing band for Will Smith's Wild Wild West. Uh, you know what? Why don't we uh, do the comparison here? Uh, best vi better video. I think I'm going to give it to the Thong song. Okay, that is an, also an incorrect opinion. Oh, is it? I mean, I just think for, again from a filming standpoint. All right. Well, now we're gonna boy. Yeah. Let's let's so let's have a chat. All right. Interestingly, the director of the Thong song video. Wait, can I guess? Go ahead. Is it McG? It is not. Oh, wow. Although, I could absolutely see uh, where you might get that. Is it Hype Williams? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know how well known this man's name is. He's done a lot, so I have to assume that some people know. His name is Joseph Kahn. Oh, I know that name. He does a lot of stuff with Taylor Swift. Yes, he does. Uh, I was going to say that um, per perhaps the thing that well, people will remember... Uh, not most recently, but uh, most recently in, in the severely memorable way, he directed uh, the music video for Bad Blood. Yeah. And uh, he did uh, Blank Space, Taylor Swift's best video, and uh, Bad Blood, her worst. So He's done a, a lot. You know, he's done stuff. I mean, his work sort of ranges everywhere. He's done stuff for Shakira. He's done stuff for Britney. He's done stuff for Eminem. He's done stuff for Robbie Williams, Maroon 5. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown, yeah, he's, uh, Kelly he, Clarkson, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. Uh, you know, there's really a plethora of people he's worked with. Right. He's a pretty big name movie, music video mm -hmm. director is what I'm saying to you. Now, I have not already looked this up, but we certainly can to see whether or not the person who directed Back That Ass Up has the same... Uh, Resume? Yeah. I bet they don't. I don't know. The thing that always sticks out for me in the thong song, besides the fact that the girls are not wearing thongs in it, is uh, just the shot of uh, that hot dog getting mustarded. It's like pointing right at the camera. It's like, get it? Let's put some mustard on it. Like, I mean, I'll say this. Uh, certainly, uh, Back That Ass Up is better for... Um, I mean, again, you know what it is? Here's All right. It really comes down to um, production value over um, the content that's actually there. Mm -hmm. Because I think that it's very sleekly produced, and I think that the song, the thong song, is also very sleekly well produced. Mm -hmm. um, and if you listen to "Back That Ass Up," uh, and if you there's a video out there where the producer talks about all the different things that he sampled and all the stuff that he created himself, mm -hmm. but it was designed to be quote for the ghetto uh, that it wasn't supposed to sound really real and great because if you listen to the beginning of the thong song mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that's a, i'm pretty sure that's a real orchestra 
Oh no, I looked this up. The original demo of that song, the the original string intro was a sample of Eleanor Rigby. Oh, it it is. That's what it sounds like. Well, that's it, what it, that was, what like it was originally, been. and then they just like rewrote it so they wouldn't have to pay Paul McCartney any royalties. And it turned out getting an entire orchestra was cheaper than. Uh, well, I guess Michael Jackson would have owned the rights at the time, so like they didn't want to pay Michael Jackson those gigantic royalties. So, uh, but you can tell it sounds like Eleanor. Yes, Rigby. I look at all the lonely thongs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that are not in that video. No. Uh, but, oh, Jesus. I didn't, didn't to come out that <laughs> Go way. Go on. Yeah, I think that that is a big difference uh, if you look comparatively with uh, Back That Ass Up, which is specifically designed not to sound like a real orchestra. It's yeah. not supposed to. And it's, a, it's weird that it was such a big pop hit because it's, uh, it's extremely grimy and grungy, the video, and it was like the first Dirty South uh, well, I was going to say that. I, I looked it up, and it was like, no, Master P would have been the, the first uh, big Southern uh, rap star. But it was a big deal when it came out. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was bringing that stuff up. And, they were, you know, they were, and just like Master P, they were all wearing camo in the videos. And like, I don't know. Like, to me, that is what a rap video sounds like. Or that's what a rap video looks like. And like, everything about that video is exactly how hip-hop looked for like... 10 straight years after that it was like all the girls all shaking their butts like right up the camera right on there and like before then it was like puffy and you know shiny suits and all that i don't i mean i think that that uh owes certain i mean yes you're right that yeah. that there was a couple years preceding where it was where it was puffy and uh and and all of them folks the truth is that i think that those those videos owe a lot to the earlier 90s um, I think that the baby got back the godfather of uh... yeah, but I mean also I don't know if you look at uh, the music videos that that Dre was putting out that Snoop was putting out mm-hmm. there had elements of that there was that there was there I was mean, yeah, yeah. there were women with move, moving particular parts of their bodies <laughs> uh, in a suggestive manner. I just think that it's amped up considerably more and and let me say this. I wasn't going to drink during this video, but then it just became necessary. <laughs> okay. Because every time I said the word but, it made me feel uncomfortable. This one song is extremely influential. And like like you mentioned, there were art, you found articles. Multiple articles to the effect that that's on, on the 20th anniversary of Back That Ass Up. We're still dropping it like it's hot. Oh, yeah. They one. drop it like it's hot. Well, I don't know if it comes from this song specifically, but it was like the first time I'd ever heard that word. That phrase. It was it was relevant. Uh, what? What? Drop drop it like it's hot. That article is by uh, Michael Harriet uh, of the Root, and there's another article that is called "Juveniles Back That Ass Up 20 Years Later: An Homage to the Greatest Party Anthem Ever Made." I don't really think of it as a party anthem. I mean, I think so. Here's there's somebody said something that I thought was very funny, uh, which is um, the the guy who produced. The record, um, I think it's Manny Fresh. I don't think I mess. I don't think I'm getting that wrong. And if I am, I'm really sorry. He has said something about um, somebody told him once that uh, that song was so influential, was so steeped in the culture that um, if you'd see if 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 you caught a black man like if he was on the run, if he had committed a crime, if he had stolen some money, and he had tried to hole up in a building, all the cops would have to do is just um, play back that ass up, and he would in fact. <laughs> 
back that ass up. His body would move uncontrollably against his own will. Such is that an anthem that causes all butts to shake and and back up. No, I I saw something on a a genius.com just released a video of just nothing but uh, references to back that ass up in other rap songs. And there were like so many of them. Here's Drake. Here's G Easy. Here's you know Snoop Dogg. And I watched it, and it's like a good like three minutes long of like little clips of people saying "jop jop jop," like it's hot and stuff like that. And there were a couple they missed that I knew that like oh you missed this one and this one and this one. Like they missed the two chains one where he does like the exact style the entire rest of the ins- of the song. He's just like done and something. It's bad, yeah, 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 dun, 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 cash, yeah, and that's yeah, like he, yeah, I guess it's okay, like a so full on homage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a uh, uh, an amendment to my my theory mm-hmm. to remove race from the equation a little, which is to say, um, back that ass up exists within a, a community of music, uh-huh. right? It's a, it's a part of the culture. Right. It is an organic element within. And the thong song is an island unto itself. It's like a weird little joke song that was like the biggest song in the world. But it's not really... I mean, it does kind of sound like the R&B of the time. But kind of, but not really. No one ever thinks of like, wow, this is like part of a trend. This is, you know, this is part of what we were doing in R&B. But you don't really really find yourself listening to music today and saying... Why you can see how it was really influenced (laughs) by the thong song. Except, of course... For the the weird remix of the thong song that came out in I think in 2017, he did another one. I don't, like I don't an, know, like an EDM. Oh, I'm sure there was thong song, and he was he was there for it. He was in some way involved. So in that way, it came back. But again, it's sort of existing in its own space. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a funny thing. You were t- we were talking about uh, this is like the pop song for the wider audience. Do you do you remember in Undercover Brother? You ever seen that movie? Been a while, but yeah. Yeah, like I remember there's like a, there's a part where Undercover Brothers sells out and starts, you know, living with Denise Richards and they're playing like a, a extremely white version of the thong song. It, they, they claim it's by NSYNC. It sounds nothing like them because like, baby, move your butt, butt, butt. I think I'll sing it again. And yeah, I don't know. I kind of think it's, it's, it's already white enough. And the joke is like, wow, they've sure watered down this, uh, amazing artifact of black culture like the, <laughs> <laughs> like you know i i have no room to you know judge these things but at the time i even then i was like the the, the thong song that's a that's a that's what we're going with it's weird isn't it because is it even really a butt song to me well this is part of it the thong song always sounded like way too tight and like it, like really shrink wrapped and i never liked that but also like this is a song about underwear. This is like this is not a song about butts. I think like, it's it th- I don't okay. So there's a possibility. This this came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were a child, maybe you weren't born when the th- when the thong song was had its height. Yep. And I feel that it is important to perhaps revisit history for a moment. <laughs> we were for for all the ways in which these songs were prevalent, we we're living in very odd times. I don't because if if you go back and watch the uh, the 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 video for the thong song, they're the the butts, they're not so big. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not here to decide what is and is what's a good butt, what's a bad butt. But what I can tell you in the '90s is that for such a butt positive culture, 
especially at that point, I feel, and in the '90s in general, because we had the the heroin chic era, as, oh, as, you, as right. you may recall. That's right. Which invaded everything. The result was that, uh, yeah, the butts, not so big, not the biggest, not the biggest butt era. Uh, whereas now, uh, in the year of our Lord 2019, as we record the podcast, the butts quite ample. Uh, it is a time in which um, culturally we seem to be very positive on the bigger, the better. People are very like it's just it's weird that the thong. What I don't. What would the thong song be like if it came out? Today, what would that music video look like? Answer better, uh, but yeah, it's just it's very strange to to think back to that era where Cisco's singing about um, all that junk inside said trunk. That's not actually really a lyric, but it's, no. it's, it is suggestive. You, you tried. Of, How dare you? <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird to look at that time where he's singing about such things, and yet we're living in the golden age of butt culture. Well, you know, we had Baby Got Back in 92, all-time classic, an all-time towering classic, but I don't recall butts being, like, in the culture for that, for much of the 90s, and then you hit uh, 1999, where you had these two butt songs back-to-back, and it suddenly felt like, okay, you know, like how Blair Witch Project happened, but we didn't get, like, the found footage... uh, and not until Paranormal Activity. That is it really, we get nothing but found footage movies. That's what it was. We was like, you know what? Baby Got Back has stood the test of time. We're going to make nothing but butt songs for two straight decades. I would take Rump Shaker off over... Uh, over um, Baby Got Back? Well, no. Oh, that's, another, that's another song versus song, because yeah. those are more contemporaries. Yeah. Uh, and I brought that up as being one of the first CDs that I ever owned. Oh, yeah. Well, Rex and Effects is Rex Rump and Effect, Rump Shaker, and Pearl Jam's 10. I was, zoom, zoom, I, zoom. I was an eclectic child. Yeah. It's, and it's not just that. The other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, that when the thong song came out, it also, there was a weird thong culture, the, the whale tail, as you the mentioned. The whale tail, yes. Wherein the culture was um, very, very, very low-rise jeans, and the thong pulled all the way up. Right. Uh, so that you would see that the woman was wearing the thong, uh, or, or 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 the man. I live in New York City. There was there, oh. there was there was plenty of both. Uh, maybe 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 a little less. It was the nineties wasn't perfect, but <laughs> but but it was present. Uh, the point is that thong culture was a thing. We really sexualized the thong, and I right. don't think that we view this aren't this garment. This 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 part of the uh, of underclothing that we have in the same way. I think most of us now understand that it it's a it's a thing that women wear when they don't want to have visible panty lines. The end. There are certain garments wherein the thong is probably going to be the thing that makes it so that the lines look correct, uh, and that's it. And it's not any more or less complex than that. But in 1999, the thong as a garment was quite titillating to the point that <laughs> this thing whose existence is so that you don't see that underwear exists was the thing that was shown forward most. That was that the big deal was, oh, oh yeah, like girls would, girls would pull it way up like under their armpits like Urkel. It's very strange to think about that as an era. And then the other thing that we talked about when we were uh, almost a week ago now, gosh, yeah. uh, is that the nature of the booty song Mm-hmm has changed quite a bit. I, I had used the word evolve on Twitter and then somebody kind of dinged me for it. I said that, you know, we'd gone from the booty song being a song sung by men mm-hmm. about how like how they like that booty 
Yeah. And now, not just in song, but also in the in the culture of social media, uh, especially Instagram, it is the women discussing and showing um, their butts. The larger, the more likely you're going to see it, mm-hmm. uh, and being quite proud of it. And I said, uh, I said, I guess this is progress. Mm-hmm. And then somebody asked me if all about that bass was progress, <laughs> and I felt told. All about that bass is not a great song, but it is a fascinating cultural milestone let's say I, that is not a song you could made in 2004 you couldn't but i will i i will stand by the statement that i made on twitter and i will say now which is that uh it always has felt like one step forward two steps back yeah because most of that song is her making fun of tiny women mm-hmm. uh who don't have that bass as it were mm-hmm. and also she's white and that does kind of make a difference that's because a, that's weird it, it is it, awkward. Uh, is yeah. it awkward that I said it, or it's awkward that she was white doing it? Every her everything about her was is okay. awkward. I just because yeah. the thing is that the whole culture of uh, booty culture was not really it was it was a white woman kind of appropriating uh, a thing that was pretty specific to, to black women. Uh, you know, I have less problem with Nicki Minaj um, spitting about uh, girls who don't have big butts. I don't, I still don't think that's great. But at least she exists within the culture, whereas Megan Trainer, kind of like Cisco in a weird way, <laughs> kind of like the thong song in general, um, exists so far outside of everything else. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Now, we, we talked about, like, thongs were actually not a thing before, like, thongs had just started to become a thing be, with the thong song at around that time. And I, I found this amazing quote from Cisco about why he wrote it. <clears throat> I want to read this. It's because I had never seen one before. Apparently, none of my friends had actually seen one before because in 1999, there wasn't a whole lot of thongs being worn unless it was some sort of swimsuit ad. I just remember first seeing one and it was like, and and this is amazing. You remember how he had like the spray painted head? Absolutely. Yeah, I've never understood that. I like, why is he doing that? Here it is. I just remember first seeing one. It was like, you ever see the Ten Commandments when Moses went up the mountain and his hair was black and then he came down and his hair was all silver? Like, that was literally the joke I was making with my silver hair. The thong was stone-tableted into my mind. That's so bizarre. Yes. He, that he's pulling out, a, like, a goddamn Charlton Heston no, reference. Like, literally <laughs> everything. Yes. The whole thing that you said is is bizarre beyond belief. I mean, uh, give it to Cisco. He thought it through. Yeah. He's got... That's a really... That's a... That's... That's an elaborate hot take. <laughs> that's an article. Yeah. That gets a lot of shares. That's, you know, that's weird. That's weird. <clears throat> well, I, in the video, he's already got the spray-painted head when, before he sees the thong. So I don't, no wonder it didn't come off. Well, thongs became so prevalent that it just became permanent. Yeah. He still got it. He girl, still has it. The little girl is like, Daddy, what's this? Oh, that's his actual dad. That's his daughter. That's his actual daughter, yeah. I didn't know he had one. Here's a, here's a funny thing. Let's talk about being gay. Uh, I'm surprised. That you're yeah. even going here. This is very much not your conversation. No, it's not. But uh, here's two things, both of them, that I distinctly remember from the time period, both songs. On, like, LimeWire or Kazaa or Napster, you would find a song labeled Back That Ass Up Gay Version. And it was some guy doing a, an impression of Big Gay Al from South Park <laughs> doing a, a gay version of Back That Ass Up I had a friend who thought it was absolutely hilarious. That's weird. Yeah. 
you know, it's it's funny now because I don't think he had realized he was gay at the time. Oh, <laughs> oh, hmm. and you know huh. if doing a big gay Al South in Park impression, that's probably not going to win any awards. No, we're from, we're uh, from Glad or anything. We won't be doing it this day. That's for sure. <laughs> no, but if if you can get past that, he, they they do actually rap pretty well. And then there's and then there is Cisco and Drew Hill in general, and the accusations that they were gay were pretty prevalent at the time, and I, I think still are. I distinctly are. remember that. I distinctly remember that. In fact, first off, there was a one of the members of Blackstreet did a, cut a solo song where he like straight up called a. Uh, called uh, Cisco gay, saying, you're the one who wears those thongs. And he also said, because uh, Cisco's album was Unleash the Dragon, he said, like, Unleash the Drag Queen. Well, and I was like, yeah. It, it was like, it didn't bat an eye at the time. And then now I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just let that roll off of me. I just, I heard about that and I just let it happen. I think that um, people identified, I think that people didn't like Cisco. And I think that some people probably still don't. I'll, I'll say he does get on my nerves. He seems like a clown. I'd... But I think that's his thing, right? Yeah. He's He exists to entertain, and he's willing to go to almost any length mm-hmm. to stay in the limelight. It's the reason he went on, he did, you know, like one of those British celebrity big brothers. Oh, of course. And was very successful at huh. doing that. And I think that the fact that he was successful as, at that tells you... More about him than almost anything else. Yeah. That he seems very comfortable doing, you know, celebrity reality show shtick. Yeah. That so. feels very much him. He's a he's he's not uh, an R&B singer. I mean, he is. But I, he's a Kardashian. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that as an insult to the Kardashians. But, you know, there are people who made their fame off of being comfortable with being on camera doing weird stuff and just existing and i think he's that way too i just think he's he's like a youtube star you know yeah. he's he's that kind of guy he's the not a reality guy yeah he's exactly that he's he's like he's like logan paul or something like that you know he exists in that type of space he's more comfortable there and juvenile uh, uh is an actual rapper as yeah. <laughs> a, as actually doing the thing that is the thing whether or not he yeah. had longevity as an artist is an entirely different conversation, but I think he exists and is comfortable in the space in a way that Cisco isn't. Cisco is not a music artist; he's an entertainer. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I did was looking. I was like, what, whatever happened to these guys? Well, Juvenile, I think, was a member of the Hot Boys, which is a like it was almost like a rap boy band. Interesting. That, that uh, Birdman, the rapper, did. And Birdman is like an extremely shady guy. He is like almost like Lou Pearlman-y. Like he is like an unpleasant guy. And like I think Juvenile in him had a falling out. Probably because all the weird names he gave them. Like like I said, they were a boy band. They had names like Juvenile and Baby Gangsta. Well, Lil Wayne, obviously. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Birdman and Lil Wayne have an extremely fucked up relationship. I, you know, and Juvenile and Birdman have been in and out for constantly over there, you know, for the last 15 years. Juvenile had one big hit in 2004 when he came back into the fold and then he left the fold and then came back again. They're, I think they're making records together now. But obviously, Lil Wayne is the one who really took off and really t- uh, put New Orleans on the map. And not Juvenile, who was like the star of the group. He was going to be the Justin Timberlake of the of them and it turned out to be the guy at the end who goes drop 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 it like it's hat 
This yeah. is such a weird thing. It is very strange, and yet it has been so influential <laughs> that it's still a thing that uh, exists in the culture yeah. right now. And I looked up what happened to Cisco also, and he said, like, oh, I got a, got myself a bad reputation because, like, I, I decided I was going to, you know, bring everyone up with me. So it was like I the producer was a guy I knew and like my cousin became the rappers I put on my album. I got a bad the, edit, the editor of the thong song, I believe was a buddy of his. Oh, that makes sense. On the, on the, on the music video, I should say. Yeah. And so like he was doing that instead of like working with like people who were good. I, I listened to the first track off that follow up album and it is so awful. It is so bad. It, it just sounds like straight garbage. So he pulled an MC hammer. Except for his actual music. Like, yeah. Oops. Yeah, I built a bad reputation. That's why I didn't ever put out that third album. I mean, he had Drew Hill to fall back on, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they go out and tour and such. But yeah, I just it, to me, Cisco is an entertainer. The Thong song comes across that way. Uh, I do think that it exists in the larger zeitgeist mm-hmm. in a way that Back That Ass Up doesn't. But yeah. back that ass up. Uh, if you can, in fact, back that ass up, you know you're going to get invited to the barbecue again. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's. I think that's the difference. One is legit, and the other one is kind a of jokey pop. Song, is a yeah. jokey bullshit song. The thong song did not chart as high as his follow up, incomplete, and no one thinks about that song anymore. No, I tried to listen to it today. Yeah, I I listened to it several times doing the uh, in the preparation for this episode. I couldn't find a, a single. Uh, Lyric I, that I can think of right off the top of my head now. Don't really like Drew it's, Hill either. It's, it's not memorable. Um, yeah, Drew Hill to me. Again, uh, when I think of Drew Hill, I think of Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado. <laughs> yeah. Rough Rider, No You Don't Want Nada. Yeah, I listen to a bunch of Drew Hill songs, and every time I try and remember how they go, I I always end up with uh, All My Life by Casey and JoJo, which is <laughs> not what I was looking for. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I came into this thing being ready to stump for the thong song. And as you can tell, I didn't. Um, I just think that if you, and we didn't really talk as much about juvenile as we probably should have, but yeah, I understand why it's, it has a that cultural flow is rev- so, relevance. Uh, that flow is so iconic. Like two chains did a whole song where he just did that, did that. Dun, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. For the entire song. Cause you know, it's so memorable. There was a great, I don't remember if it was in the article that I read or one of the comments, which is that, um, the belief of this person was that the thong song is just Cisco talking about any old thong. Just talking talking about any, it doesn't mean anything in particular. <laughs> but when Juvenile is saying back that ass up, he is talking about one specific woman. Her name is Keisha, and he supports her. Oh, that's nice. And I thought, <laughs> wow, I don't know if that's true at all, but it definitely makes me like Juvenile. <laughs> Girl, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> this is very romantic. Yeah, you can back that ass up. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. That's a really. It's a fine theory. Uh, I don't know how how true it is, but yeah, in the end, I, I I don't know. I I found myself coming back to it and saying, I still think that the um, thong song is better produced, but uh, back that ass up is way more influential. That's where I, I land on it. I don't know. I think we. I think more rap songs need to have like these big string intros, like they used to have in like year two thousand. Dre Dre did a lot of that too. Yeah. All right. I really like Manny Fresh's production, and I, I like several Juvenile songs. He did one song, Bounce Back, that I would uh, really recommend. Not the Big Sean one, the, the Juvenile one. I mean, I, I, I appreciate it, just that, you know, there was an intent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ma- Manny had sat down and said, I want to make something that sounds like it's coming from a very particular place. Yeah. And Cisco put an orchestra yeah. in it. As a matter of fact, I think that that video was the first time I ever saw a grill. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. now I want to go grill something. Yeah. And that makes the song instantly superior. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll see. What? All right. So what? Did I some... guess uh, nothing. Nothing but a G thing would be the first rap video I saw with a barbecue grill in it. Okay, but... that's fair. I mean, that's a. Ooh, that's now we're talking. Yeah. What did? What, what did folks say? What did? What did? What? What? What is the word from the people? Okay, from Ducky of Bulk Noise says, "I can't vote for the thong song because I can't support anything." So Jason Derulo. Oh yeah, there's there's some pretty serious Jason Derulo energy coming off of the thong song. Yes, oh. catch him this Christmas in Cats. You know what to do, <laughs> that big cat butt. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, Joe DL says, "I still voted for back that ass up because thong song is the kids' bop version of Baby Got Back." Whoa! You know, I I listened to the uncensored version of the thong song for the first time the other day, and I was like. Wow, I never noticed that uh, Cisco drops the N word in there. Yes, he does. Um, I missed that completely. Miss. Yeah, Conchata Rose says the thong song upon my first listen twenty years ago made me laugh until I cried. I never gotten much of a visceral reaction like that to back that ass up. That's a fair point. It is if you're viewing it as a comedy song. If you're viewing Cisco as a platinum-headed weird owl, it he's a winner. <laughs> Oh, man, just another memory. I remember a girl in high school I knew printed out a, a parody uh, she found on the internet called The Schlong Song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what it, What this made me think of? Do you remember Wanda Sykes did a stand-up routine talking about thongs? No, I did not. Oh, man, this is great. And I thought that, that she said this, and I, I mean, I can't speak to the ultimate truth, but um, uh, she said that she tried to wear a thong but um, having something up her crack like that made it so that she kept farting. Like her butt was like trying to get that out of there. And I thought, you know, that seems absolutely correct. Thongs, you know what it was? I heard that and instantly thongs became, uh, you know, I'm not going to say completely unsexy, but certainly became a matter of utility. Uh, and one that is not even necessarily always worth it. Yeah. And then, and I never came back to thinking uh, that thongs were sexy in any way ever again. Thanks, Wanda Sykes. Yeah. All right, one last one from uh, Leia Basir Spahik. says, listening to both those songs for the first time, either th- these guys have a very poor understanding of physics or the average woman has much more butt dexterity than I do. Some women have got incredible dexterity of the butt. I will yes. say, I live in New York City. Yeah. Uh, I lived in Washington Heights for some years. The dexterity is that's you know, yeah, it's it's a thing, and it demands to be respected, and I <laughs> respect it. It's like for you back it up, then you stop, then you what 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 drop it like it's hot. That doesn't seem too hard. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think it could be done. I put especially now again in 2019, uh, of which it 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 feels that there's a a, a great deal of. Um, independence between each cheek now <laughs> uh there's just so i think that almost in a way uh we've reached a point i think there might be a kind of uh unique sentience <laughs> amongst each cheek in 2019 at this point so yeah i mean i think all things are possible uh with the butt now maybe not so in 1999 but in 2019 tw- 20 years later ab- yeah. absolutely okay why won't we just get to the results okay with a with a total of uh 170 to 103 62% to 38%. Thong Song is the winner. And may I say to my audience, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. Back that thing up, back that ass up, both of them. Like maybe it split the vote. 
people didn't know where to vote for back that thing or back that ass up. But this is in, empirically incorrect. <laughs> like, <this. laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I went into this um, saying Thong Song mm-hmm. and doing even a modicum of research. Yeah. Uh, shifted my position pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I conclude that we have too many white listeners. I'm not saying you should leave. I'm just saying... If you have any black friends... <laughs> I beg, please, please. And, uh, uh, yep, I think that this just means that we need to get the rap critic... Uh, we'll just have Darren come on and do an episode. Yeah, we totally should. I'll, I'll step aside. <laughs> or you can come as, 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 as an authority guest, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that'll make us seem less racist. Uh, boy, this is really... I have to say, this is a very depressing result. It doesn't make me feel... <laughs> Good, and it doesn't actually make me feel that the audience has done something wrong so much as it makes me feel as though Song versus Song as an institution <laughs> needs to course correct. Oh, massive reforms needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, all right, well, here's my question to you. All right. Um, you have, have floated a number of possibilities mm-hmm. for what the next episode might be. I have floated a number of possibilities, and now I am ready to find out what have you decided will be on the next episode of Song vs. Song? Oh, it's uh, one I didn't even remotely clear with you. It just it, it dawned on me that I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. Oh. So, uh, here we go. Which side are you on? Are you on U2's With or Without You? Or are you on The Police's Every Breath You Take? Uncontroversial statement. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate Bono. <laughs> I'm not saying anything shocking. He's very annoying. Mm-mm. And, you know, Sting, sometimes also kind of irritating. <laughs> if someone said you could walk in fields of gold, literal gold, but Sting's also going to be there. I'm not For say- eight hours. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I mean, like, I probably would still walk through fields of gold yeah. and get some of the gold because, yeah. you know, it's gold. But uh, but I'd also have to be with Sting, yeah. the tantric and the... Like, <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. I I genuinely don't have an answer to this uh, on the front end. So I'll tell you what. Dealer's choice. What do you want? Oh, geez. I hadn't thought about it either. Um, I guess I would, uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with you too. That's a really, really hard one for me. Oh, but. man. All right. Every breath you take. I can't. All right. I'll, I'll take it. I plan on using Puff Daddy liberally. <laughs> That's it. That's this episode. Hey, folks, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we're recording this at the end of the month, and sometimes at the end of the month, uh, the Patreon fluctuates a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that a lot of people are are contributing to it now. It only costs a dollar uh, to be able to get the patron-exclusive episode. Um, so if you haven't done it, it only it only costs a buck. And to the people that already have, thank you very much. Um it's really been an incredible feeling to have so many people contribute to this podcast, even in a small way. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you for showing that you are supporting the podcast in a, in a, in a way that is absolutely meaningful. Um, we already have, I think, something like 46 reviews on iTunes. If you've never given a review before, um, absolutely worth it for us for you to give a review and also to actually write something, especially if there's stuff that you especially like or if there's something you'd like for us to try um, that's really useful to us. So, you know, if you have a chance to do that. Um, And, uh, yeah, the next Patreon uh, exclusive episode will be next month. It will be Blinded by the Light, I believe is the name of it. Yep. It is about a a young uh, Pakistani teen who who falls in love with the music of 
Bruce Springsteen. Uh, and I'll say one other thing that I know is going to be coming up in the month of December. It's Cats. Oh, yeah. We already know that one's coming. That <laughs> is, I can't think of, have you ever been happier in your life than when you watched the trailer for Cats? Or was it, because for me, it was it was the, I, you know, not to instantly date this episode, but before we wrap up, it was it was maybe the highlight of my entire three, nine year thus far existence. <laughs> So happy was I to see a movie that will be so bad that I feel that I could talk about it for years. <laughs> oh, we are. That's going to be an episode to see in five months. Yep, but this gives you more reason to subscribe <laughs> and, and give $1 on our Patreon for Song vs. Song. Right. Right, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Or two weeks. Bye. Mm-hmm.